welcome to the season finale. That um, season finale. It is the season finale. This is season one. We're finishing up season one right now. Okay. This is the season finale. Previously, of group chat on after group dark. chat after dark. Is Bombas really a sponsor? It's not. There you go. Now you're all caught up. Yes. It is December of 2020, and we are here keeping your group chat lit up while you're trying to sleep. Yeah. Or you could just be like Todd and put us on Do Not Disturb constantly. You can put it on Do Not Disturb, and then nobody will really like you at all. So it just responds to messages like every 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Or sometimes not even that. And then sometimes he's asleep. Yeah. Same but, same. you know, it's whatever. We, it's not the reason that we own ToddSucks.com, but it might be. It works. It works. You can learn more about this podcast at ToddSucks.com. <laughs> also, ReadTheDonkeyProductions.com. Uh, there's some um, other ones that I don't remember. DukeHouston.com. Um, group chat podcast group chat for dark podcast.com not to be confused with group chat the podcast they are trash and we are, do not they, support yeah. them yeah we, we they are not friends of the show um but anyway michael here we are 2020 is almost over i'm glad it has been a year like no other in certainly like we talked about last time in our lifetimes but i think in in many lifetimes uh i think this it's it, there are a few times through my life that I have known I am living through history. And this year is, is one that I'm like, wow, this will be written about for hundreds of years to come. Like this, this year will be the most historic of my lifetime. And that that's saying a lot considering some of the things we've lived through, but uh, yeah, this, this is going to be on the books for a long time as wow. I'm glad I didn't live back then. Yeah, we lived through a toilet paper shortage, <laughs> Clorox wipe shortage. Yeah, um, everybody hasn't left their homes in many, many moons. And then the probably the worst thing is scalping of next generation video game consoles. What the hell? What the hell? Dude, did I tell you I found a PS5 box for sale on Facebook for fifty dollars? Just the cardboard box. I have seen on Reddit the boxes going for five hundred dollars and up. So you got a deal if you were finding one for fifty bucks. The caption uh, was a funny trick to play on your relatives for Christmas. Ha ha ha. That's terrible if you're ever considering giving somebody something that's sought after and, and hard to find. If that thought gets through them, your mind, please abstain because yeah. you are an idiot. That I mean, I always joke every year that something has ruined Christmas. I think that actually would ruin someone's Christmas if they were so excited to see that and then it's like you know oh just kidding it's a stupid sweater you know that would so anyway don't do that but 2020 has been bad i think for everyone that is the 2020 of christmas gifts it is the 2020 of christmas gifts um but i think it's important to also look back on some of the good things that happened because there were some good things it was few and far between and and a lot of it for me was personal stuff but it's good to at least you know it's easy to beat up on 2020 it's not so easy to pick through the good things i don't have many uh but there were some good things like number one this podcast (laughs) yeah it's true it's true usually usually we we do stuff in person together but we haven't been able to so we have to figure something else out 
And the only reason we've done this podcast for as long as we have is because we can't leave to go do anything else. <laughs> we've tried podcasts in the past and they always get abandoned because we're too busy. And right. this one, hey, we only do one episode a month, but this is seven months in a row that we've, well, actually, no, no, no. We missed right. June because of vacation. Not um, vacation because of vacation if, if it hadn't been vacation i could have made it work but because we were on vacation uh, i didn't have the the right card for my audio recorder we we missed that opportunity to record yes that so, was pro- probably okay. the last time any of us broke quarantine was that six months ago <laughs> i wish uh i break quarantine every day but uh no. <laughs> but anyway so yeah we got to do this podcast and we have both discussed off mic that we really enjoy doing this podcast so that was something good that came out of 2020 yes yes and, and we got to know our listeners very well they've engaged with us a lot on social media they're clamoring for this episode right now they are it's been a multi-day wait yes yeah we've, we've had some delays for this episode but uh yeah so I, I feel like that's a pretty good thing i've really enjoyed it uh we always seem to manage to carve out some time and get it done uh with that one month exception uh but hey, it's I will say it's the most consistent podcast I've ever been a part of. There so. you go. It's record breaking. And we're go- we're going to be in season two next month, which yes. there's going to be some surprises for season two. So stay tuned for that. Um, but anyway, moving on from yeah, all seven of you, you're going to be so excited for the new changes. Um, but moving on from the the podcast, the mediocre mediocre, me, just forget that because I can't say the word. Uh, The next thing for me personally um, out of 2020 was I got to spend a lot of time with my family, which I think uh, some people might look at that as a negative, but I have a very young daughter who, you know, I got to be there for when she took her first steps, like when she started crawling, when she took her first steps and when she, and her first words and like in the normal business you know first i don't my wife and i would not have been there for those right so that's really cool to me that i got you know we've gotten to spend a lot of time we've gotten to bond with her a lot more than we probably would have had this been a normal year uh because she would just be in daycare and we would be at work and you know we put her to bed and we take her back to daycare Uh, so we got to spend a lot of time with her which was really cool and uh I also knocked my wife up again. So uh, now we get, to, we get to do that again. We get to, to, to wait for all the new milestones of a new baby. So and that's, not see that's any of them because cool. they'll be back at work. Yeah, we'll be back at work and then I won't see any of the kids. I won't even know the second kid's name. Uh, yeah, number two. Just number yeah, number two. two. What's the other, where's the other one? <laughs> Don't we have two of these? Um, but yeah, so for me personally, that was, I don't know how you feel about it, uh, getting to spend so much time with your wife. Actually, you yeah. <laughs> you didn't get to spend as much time with your wife as some people. No, that's true. Yeah, my father broke his leg, so I was <laughs> caring for my father uh, while he was on the convalescence of that injury. But um, no, I've, I've learned a lot of cool things. Got introduced to grocery pickup, which is good. Um, as you guys hear my phone go off with Snapchat there. And the yeah, microphone. it's your wife that's doing it too, because I'm getting these. <sighs> yeah, she'll do that. Um, no grocery pickup is the tits it is, it's, <laughs> yes. it's great 
in the in the we, words of Sydney from "I Love You, Man," is the tits. We were big fans of uh, Kroger as our preferred uh, grocery store, and they had started doing that before all this, and we were already big fans of their click list pre-pandemic. So we're even more grateful for it now than we were before because it's one of my least favorite activities is going wandering through the grocery store. Yes. I can't stand it. So yeah, the curbside pickup. Ooh, I hope that sticks around post COVID. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's nice not to have to interact with anybody or worry about touching the pin pad. So, so that's good. Um, yeah. A, a lot of, uh, tried a lot of uh, Chick-fil-A this year. That's been a highlight of, of my COVID experience is uh, I have like 13,000 Chick-fil-A points now. Oh, nice. Uh, no, it's it's like 1,700, but it's a lot. Still, that's a lot of points. That'll get I'm you at a least silver a, a number one. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. If I get red or if I get uh, gold status or whatever, then they like give you a lot of perks. So I'm excited. Okay. Well, you're going to have to keep us updated in season two on your Chick-fil-A, <laughs> your tier of membership in the Chick-fil-A rewards program. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to need an update every episode. See where uh, you are and what perks you got that month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we've uh, we've experienced Xbox Game Pass and the garbage games that they decided to put on there. <laughs> hey, there have been some good ones. Just not necessarily good multiplayer games. That's I would, true. I would argue. Yeah. That's true. I've had a lot of fun with a lot of the games on there, but not that I've played a lot with you guys. Totally Reliable Delivery Service was fun. <laughs> That was ridiculous, but Todd hated it so much. He deleted it as soon as we stopped playing that night. Yes, but, yes, he did. He wasn't. He did seem to be intrigued by Human Fall Flat, the the clip of us going over the, the edge in the dumpster. He um, has not. He has not uh, undownloaded Red Dead Redemption Two, even though it is also garbage. It is play online. Yeah. It is. So, it is really bad. Was that in twenty twenty? Um, I don't remember. Did that was what in twenty twenty? Or that came Red out in 2019. Yeah. No, it came out in 2018. One of those years. It The game came out, and then a month later, online launched. But it was in beta. So. It's still in beta. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Oh, Michael. What are you excited to get for your, your Christmas gifts this year? What's your most exciting thing you're looking forward to? I, I, my most exciting thing that I'm looking forward to, and hopefully if, if all uh, hint, necessary hints were dropped, uh, you'll, you will be able to be seeing it in season two of Group Chat After Dark. I, I have requested a new chair. Uh, nice. Because this chair is trash. And before working from home, I didn't sit in it that often, so I didn't know how bad it was. It is really bad. Like I have a, a couch cushion. <laughs> that I put behind me because it's so deep. Like you have to sit so far back in it that it kills my back. So I, I put this cushion in here so that I'm not sitting all the way back and it like cuts off circulation to your legs. And it, it is, it is a terrible chair that I stole from my previous work <laughs> or my previous uh, job. Um, it's awful. And, and so that, I think that is probably the thing I'm looking forward to most given that uh, I also recently found out that I'll be working from home until at least May of wow. uh, 2021. So I'll be spending a lot more time here and I'm hoping to do it in a nice comfy, uh, actually it's, I think it's, it's a gaming chair. Um, nice. But those are designed for 
uh, lazy slobs who never get up. So I'm hoping that means it's going to be really comfortable. I am sitting in a gaming chair currently, and it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's tall people. It's not real good on the back. It's pretty short. Like, my head still goes over the edge, so. Yeah. This one, the one that I'm hoping, and we'll see, we'll see. The one that I dropped a lot of hints for had a a really tall, uh, it was, I think it was even on, like, a list of big and tall uh, gaming chairs. I I can't remember, because I've looked at them for months and months, and I was like. Is that the cup holder? It it does not, but it has a footrest. It has a slide-out footrest, so you can actually lay back. You can lay back, like, flat in it if you want. I guess some people sleep in them. But uh, <laughs> but it does have a slide-out footrest so that you can put your feet up. Todd said he likes to work from his zero-gravity chair that he uses to sit in the yard with. I, I did not remember him saying that. But, if I mean, you don't lie, so I've it never must be lied true. He's never lied. Todd's no. activities. <laughs> we would not. Well, uh, I, I did want to mention, you know, if anybody out there is still looking for Christmas gifts, Bombas is offering a holiday special as an official sponsor of this podcast. If you put in the promo code GCHAD next to the microphone on the top left, uh, it will earn you approximately 0.0% off your purchase. You, wait a minute. You're telling me that all I got to do is go to Bombas.com and click the microphone and type in G Chad, G C H A D. I hit enter and I get 0% off my order. And you have to pay for shipping. Wow. It's great. That seems like, am I crazy or does that seem like not a deal at all? I think it's a deal. Okay. I mean, again, you just said you never lie, so I'm, I'm going with it. Um, well. As the number one selling product in the history of Shark Tank, Bombas. It's a quality holiday gift. Everybody's asking for it. You need to keep your feet warm as you work from home. I got to say, many people your ad are, reads are asking for this. Many, your many ad reads are getting just like last month was really good. I was really impressed with, you know, put some stockings in your stockings. That whole thing was great. This, you know, here where you, you, I knew it was I knew it was coming eventually, but you kind of led me down that path with the Christmas gift, and then you went into that. And I gotta say, quality holiday gift is probably I, I I can't believe I haven't seen that somewhere else. But that like flat, that just rolls right off the tongue. So you better like you better like register that right now because people Here's are gonna take deal. it. Here's a deal. <laughs> oh well. Bombas.com. They still don't sponsor the podcast, but if these ad reads keep getting better, I I think that it's pretty much, I'm going to have to start sending these out via Twitter and be like, look, Bombas, you are missing out. This is what we're doing for free. Can you imagine the level of ad read if we were actually getting some sponsorship money out of these (laughs) things? We we might even use the product. (laughs) We might even use it. Actually, I considered sending last month's ad read with a photo of my father's anniversary gift for my mother. He put it on Facebook. It was like 20 pairs of Bombas. And I was like, look, my dad doesn't know that you don't really sponsor us. Look how many pairs of Bombas he bought just because of the quality of these fake ad reads. Um, but I didn't. So he is um, a very big fan of the Bombas. Huge fan of Bombas. He, he was so excited. He made a Facebook post about it that my mom got him a bunch of socks for Christmas or for, for their wedding anniversary. They're like 43rd wedding anniversary. That was what he got was socks. All 43 of those years happened in 2020. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) 
But uh, well, now that we've got our fake business out of the way, let's move on to the actual topic of this month's show. Uh, we've focused on the good things that came out of 2020. But, you know, like we say, it's easy to beat up on 2020. There have been a lot of bad things. But the worst, most egregious offense of 2020 is still to come. And it happens on the very last day of 2020. December 31st, 2020 is the last day that you can watch The Office on Netflix. Yes, it is. All, all seasons are there currently uh, in the United States. Apparently, it's staying on in other countries. But of course, in, in the U.S., it, it's going to the novel streaming service by NBC called Peacock. And it's going to have commercials. Yeah. So, so I don't know when you discovered The Office, Michael, but for me... I discovered it because it was on Netflix. Ah, see, I discovered it in 2005. It was still on TV. Yeah. I kn- now, I knew it was on TV when I was like in college and stuff, but I, it just didn't, I hadn't seen the British version. So I, I had no, I was like, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like something for me. I had graduated from college and had moved back into my parents' house for about <laughs> six months. And I, it was, it was quite a time in my life, but, uh, the the one thing that the shining light was one day when I had nothing to do other than sit in a recliner and watch TV, I turned on the office and gave it a shot and I watched every single episode. And I don't, I don't remember what season it was during that time. Uh, looks like maybe season six was getting ready to happen. Uh, and just based on my notes here in the years, uh, I got in and I was, I was in for the rest of it, even though it, it took a turn, but, uh, I became a a diehard fan of the office because it was on Netflix. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's tragic that they're removing it. It is tragic, but But it's not. They, they did pretty well or Netflix did pretty well. Oh yeah. Netflix did amazing. I mean, they like what, what I was about to move on to. So it was a good segue there is the fact that NBC universal who, I mean, obviously they own the office. However, they had licensed, the streaming rights to Netflix because, you know, this was before streaming was a thing. Um, Netflix was the first one to really get on that. Uh, but so they had licensed the NBC universal paid $500 million to get the streaming rights back to the office. And so, so that was that 50, $50 million an episode or a season. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. And and this gives them exclusive streaming rights for five years. Oh, that's it? Only five that's years? It. Yeah, so $100 million a year to to be able to stream there exclusively. And, the, the show and, that mean, they produced and yeah. paid for. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they footed the bill the first time. They, they spent a lot of money to get it back. But, I mean, obviously, they're hoping this will bump up their viewership because consistently in the office or the, in the Netflix top watch shows since it's been on there the office is almost always in like the top what's what's currently popular on netflix it's like one of their most streamed shows and has been for years and years yes so nbc is hoping by by exclusively streaming it their peacock numbers are going to jump way up and they're sweetening the pot with a few bonus like there's some extra content that you're going to get mm-hmm. um i'm assuming it's probably going to be a lot of stuff that would be available on like the dvds um yeah it would but, have to be now i yeah. guess but there i mean there's i think there's also some talk of and and this could be speculation on fans part 
but there's talk of since NBC obviously owns all the additional footage and the alternate takes and the deleted, you know, there might be some never before seen stuff could be, you know, maybe I will see. Um, but they're going to do like behind the scenes type stuff, bloopers, uh, there'll be some interviews and, uh, something that is not on Netflix is like a themed playlists. So if you want to watch like Jim and Pam, uh, centric episodes, they'll have those picked out in the playlist or like all the Christmas episodes, all the Christmas episodes, which is, as a great segue, Michael, because since it is December, the month of Christmas, and since it is leaving Netflix in December, RIP, RIP, RIP Netflix, because everybody's going to cancel their Netflix after this. Well, did you um, see what else Netflix did on top of that, though? I did not. They raised the price by a dollar. It's going up $13.99. Mm. All right, we're out. That's just too rich for my blood. <sighs> but now that we're here and the office is leaving, we thought we'd send it off with a bang. We're talking about in the world's the best the worst year in the history of the world <laughs> so we're going to talk about our favorite christmas episode of the office of which there are a few to choose from however found it interesting that not every season has a christmas episode yes do you know why i think it's because season one was like a pilot so they didn't order enough episodes right season one definitely was i think it's like six episodes so not a whole lot there um when I was assembling this list, I noticed season four does not have a Christmas episode. Ah, uh, I remember this now. And I yes. thought, huh, is, you know, there's a, every other season has a Christmas episode. Um, do you know what the, the season four finale of, or what the, what the episode was the season four finale? I'm trying to think which one it was. I don't recall off the top of my head. I know it's, I it's weird. It. Because of some some issues, I think we're getting ready to talk about. So I think yeah, probably uh, the uh, the season four finale was Goodbye Toby, no, which is one of my favorite episodes. Yes, um, but obviously that Friday. Yeah. So, but then you know they they actually yeah they they didn't have I and I think I didn't research this meticulously, but I do remember there was a writer's strike during this time in the early 2000s which a lot of stuff just kind of got pushed off so i think that is the reason that there was no there's no christmas episode there um and i'd have to verify that but i I remembered that in the research so mike sure who plays mose on the office um is actually he was like the second head writer behind greg daniels who's the ep so he didn't do any writing but um he was like a leader of that writer's strike back in the day. And so basically all of the office writing staff picketed and wouldn't cross the line. Um, so they ran out of episodes. Yeah. Parks and Rec, which is another Mike Schur show at the same time, had the same problem. Um, so you'll notice a gap there as well in there. There was, I mean, I remember that it was big. There was a lot of, a lot of things that were affected by that, that there was just no new TV, uh, which I kind of reminded me of, I thought the same thing would happen this year Yeah, with, with like the fall TV shows and everything. Uh, I was like, well, they can't, you know, having, I mean, you, you've been on sets before, you know how close you have to be to people and how, you know, and, and that's just our small stuff. 
right. you think about you scale it up the bigger you know i actually just was listening to a podcast the other day mark Marin was talking about going back onto a set and he's like it's like a little city of work like everybody you know there's just constant movement and, every, and, and everybody's doing their job and there's just hundreds of people all with specific tasks and it just travels around and i was like that's a pretty good you know working on a lot of sets i'm like that's a brilliant way to put it but you're in close proximity with a lot of people yeah and, and you think about like craft services if one person is sick everybody's getting mm-hmm. sick yeah so i they've figured out uh, a lot of shows have figured out ways to keep going uh but i, I kind of thought we were in for the same have you, you know, noticed tv drought when you're watching tv now like stuff that's been filmed recently they have to put like a disclaimer like this was filmed yes. safely yes, so that people have, aren't like complaining yeah commercials and things i've said this or some of you know this was this was recorded before uh the pandemic so you know because a lot of times things do you know you'll shoot something and you'll sit on it for a year you know yeah. uh or you know you're waiting to get distribution and i think a lot of stuff probably got picked up this year because there wasn't new things coming out <laughs> so things that were kind of in limbo waiting to be picked up by a distributor this is, this is shitty but we'll, we'll air yeah. it this year yeah I've, I've seen some some like movie trailers and things i was like that probably would not have made it to a, a theatrical run uh, <laughs> any other year but uh so anyway now that we've we've kind of we've done a lot of groundwork here um there are a total of one two three four five six seven of the nine seasons that they always train for, there are seven Christmas episodes. Yes. And so speaking of the hierarchy of the office episodes, the Christmas episode was usually the last one before they went on winter hiatus, um, which is when TV shows don't air new stuff because nobody's watching during Christmas, New Year's uh, slash the Olympics because this was on NBC. Um, so they would cut out for the Olympics as well. But yeah. So each season, this was kind of your big top of the hill before you came back down the other side. Um, so a lot of cool stuff happened during these episodes. And I think we have a couple of favorites. Yes, we do. And it's interesting you point that out about the hiatus because it ultimately, a lot of shows now call it the the mid-season finale. Oh. When, they, when they do a, they, they'll, you'll have two finales. The Walking Dead, I remember, was the first show that I ever heard that term, was that they would always take a break usually after thanksgiving there'd be a big episode where a lot of things happened and they wouldn't come back till maybe late january or the february Mm -hmm. and and it started building up that way to there are now mid-season finales because of course the new tv starts in the fall usually ends in the spring uh so that it's interesting that you point that out because yeah it's it's definitely something that is now billed as a, a season will have two finales uh it's and funny I guess how we, probably... we talked about Netflix, you know, um, and how that's kind of ruined the whole cadence of all that stuff that used yeah. to be a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like I remember, I guess it was season two on the Casino Night episode. Um, like Jim and Pam were kissing each other, and then you didn't know what would happen after that, and it would have, you had to wait a whole like had to wait, three, four yeah. months. So yeah, uh, yeah. But now it's just like on to the next one. You, you know. drop a whole season at once and yeah you so it, it is weird when you watch shows that weren't built that way like if you're if you're binging the office one right after the other and all of a sudden you're like wow a lot of things just happened <laughs> and then it's like oh 
well, so obviously, you know, and then if like you look in the next episode, it's like, oh, season three, episode one, you're like, oh, it was his season finale. Uh, but you now you don't have that month. Like we talked about recently, who shot Mr. Burns? I was so pissed off as a kid because my sister and I watched The Simpsons one night, Mr. Burns gets shot. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to find out who shot him next week. And my sister's like, oh no, that's not how this works. I was like, what? She goes, we're gonna have to wait until the fall. I was like, you're kidding. I, I, I was so, I was livid because <laughs> I didn't understand TV seasons. I don't remember how old I was when that episode aired, but it, it blew my mind that I wasn't going to find out next week. We were going to watch The Simpsons at the same time next week, but it was going to be one we'd already seen. So, so since you discovered The Office on Netflix, do you remember what they used to do when I, they would put a new season out on DVD? So while they were, while they were airing the seasons on TV, you would get the previous season would drop on Netflix one day before oh, the season yeah, premiere yeah, yeah, of yeah. the next next year. Um, yeah. So like you had to race to pick it up if you didn't if you hadn't caught all the episodes. Yeah, they still they actually still do that with like um, like Simon and I like to watch Shameless, which is a Showtime show, and they will the the last season won't hit Netflix until about a week before the new season starts. So if you race through and watch all of the shameless episodes right when it hits, then you've got basically another year to wait before the current season will hit uh, Netflix. So we always try to space those out a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And we've digressed a little bit about TV show structures and everything, but let's jump into our Christmas episodes. Again, there's seven episodes. They're not all winners. But no, they're not. There's several terrible ones. We're gonna put each other on the spot and make and force the other one to pick a favorite, and then we're gonna argue and, and tell the other one why they're wrong. I like it because you are always right. wrong. You are always wrong, and you are sus, Michael. What is your favorite episode of the op- Christmas episode of The Office right now? Don't even think about it. Just say it. Go. Pretty Haunted Christmas season three. That episode is trash. Why is it trash? Because it, it is an alternate setting. It has Dwight humor, and it has racist stereotypes. Exactly. Racist stereotypes. It should be canceled because that is the worst Christmas episode they've ever. Okay. okay. No, no, no. No, if it's I, the worst, if it's the worst, what is, what is your favorite? It is not the worst. And before I tell you my favorite, I will tell you my least favorite. And that is the season eight episode, Christmas Wishes where Andy is trying no, to make everyone's wishes about, come Those true. are the lost years. They threw those in the can. Uh, <laughs> that that episode sucks. I, just, I, skip, sucks. I skip all of those years and then go to the, the last season. It is funny because I, my wife had never seen The Office until she and I started dating. And so it's, it was something I watched multiple times a year. It was my like go-to-bed show. I'd turn it yep. on and watch an episode of The Office every night. Um, so I've seen it, I don't know how many times through. But I would always stop when Michael left. Yep. When Michael Scott left his last episode, to me, that was a series finale. I should have been over. Yeah. So I had not, I had only ever seen seasons eight and nine all the way through once when they aired. You were lucky. When when she started watching again and we we got all the way through, I I was mortified all over again because like, man, these got really bad. (laughs) And and I had forgotten a lot of the episodes and, and how bad they were. But that I will say of all, of the, the of all seven Christmas episodes, that one is is the worst. Season eight, Christmas wishes, 
just pure trash. Season so Benihana is the next trash. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> All right. Well, I will now. Okay. What's to better you. than what's better than Benihana Christmas? What's better? Well. All other Christmas episodes other than Christmas Wishes are better. But the best episode. Michael, can you we've got a huge moment here. I'm sorry, your, I'm an important I'm an important off. person. People Ugh. like to get a hold of me, okay? Anyway, regardless of Michael's inflated ego, the best episode of the office Christmas episodes is season two Christmas party, the very first episode, Christmas episode they ever did. It's the best. It's funny that you mentioned that because there's a pretty good twist in there that if you were to take that episode and transplant it today, you could no longer get the star gift of that episode. It does not exist anymore. <laughs> that is true. Everybody does clamor for a video iPod, which <laughs> is funny in itself. Because, of course, and that, see, that's what it was their first. It kind of set the tone, I think, for all the Christmas episodes. And that's why I think it's my favorite is because in true office fashion, nothing about this Christmas party goes right. And it just becomes an ugly, cringy affair where it can and i'm also you know me i'm also a fan of i love michael scott anyway but i really love cringy not yet endeared to michael scott uh i liked it when he was more like the ricky gervais character of david brandt where because they never really endeared you to him and so you're, you're a pre-hair plugs michael scott <laughs> pre pre bosley uh hair restoration uh i I thought he did that very well. Now, don't get me wrong. Michael Scott is, is one of my favorite characters of any form of entertainment ever, uh, all the way through. But I, I've often argued with people that I think Michael Scott ultimately killed the office because at the beginning, you did not like him. You did not, he was too cringy. He was just too self-absorbed and so bad that you, he was, it was painful to watch, but you couldn't look away. Yeah, and then they slowly start endearing you to him to where he becomes your favorite character, and then he leaves. And to me, I was like, "Well, there's no point now. I don't. I I like the, but they're supporting characters to me. Michael Scott was the reason I watched this show. So again, that's why I would cut it off in my rewatches of you know the the show. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I've I've said that I think he killed it. But going back to the fact that. The, the Chris, this is the best Christmas episode ever. It's Christmas Party. S- simple title. Uh, much better than Benihana Christmas because nobody even knows what Benihana is. Um, Michael is so terrible in that episode because he way overspends the spending limit. It was like a $25 limit or something yeah. like that. He gets yeah. like a $300 video iPod and then is pissed that nobody else got anybody, none of the gifts. He turns it into what Yankee Swap. <laughs> nothing is as good he's very happy that everybody wants the ipod yet nothing he gets is good enough because he way overspent and, and it's just it's just classic so I, I think i think we need to run through the episode now i think okay. we, need to, we need to talk about this so so and i'm going off of memory here so i might be wrong but it starts out i believe uh michael and dwight are showing off the christmas tree 
Or is that a different one? I th- I think so, but yeah, I haven't watched them. I should have watched them all in prep for the show, but we our schedule got kind of mixed up, so I didn't. I ran out of time. Oh wait, I think <clears> I might <throat> have a recap here on this site that I'm reading the list of. Yeah, I, I think there. I think that's. I can't remember if it was that or the goose. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So there's some good jokes here. Uh, Kevin has a, a question in yes. So this is the one where they where Kevin Dwight and Michael storm in the office with the office Christmas tree for the year. Yes, and they're gonna put it up, and they put it up, and it's too tall for the office, so it stabs through the drop ceiling, and creates a hole. And Kevin is talking with Michael, and he says, "Why did you get it so big?" And Michael says the following. That's what she said. And then he says, B, I wanted it to be impressive. The biggest day of the year deserves the biggest tree of the year. So then yes. Kevin is then tasked with hacking the top off with a saw, which he it does. Was, it was a paper cutter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he does. And then he has, and then he asks Michael what they're going to do with this little part. And he says, we'll just make it into a mini tree. And then Kevin has to hold it up like a fish for a picture. Yes. I think Michael wants to donate it to charity because it's a, it's a small tree. And he wants to donate the, the, the hacked off, the chopped off part to charity because he's Michael. Yeah. He so in front of the so they're, they're planning their annual Christmas party. And uh, during the party, everyone's supposed to bring a gift. And then there's going to be a gift exchange, which pre- Pre this episode was determined to be a secret Santa program. Secret Santa, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Michael gets a bonus from corporate uh, for coming in under budget, which was a think, result of yeah. what action? <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's because he fired Devin, right? Yep. So gets, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets a bonus. And with that bonus, he decides to purchase his secret Santa for his new man crush ryan the temp um and he purchases the previously mentioned video ipod which is no longer made and probably only held like 10 songs at that time well it can Um, play videos i mean that was impressive it was it was the precursor to the iphone (laughs) ipods it, it also weighed like 14 pounds and you couldn't fit it in your pocket. So there was that. It would fit in your pocket. There's I, we, My wife actually in this little file cabinet behind me here is an original iPod. Does it, it, well, no, no, does it's it not the, the original original. No, it has the wheel. Okay. Um, it, so it's not the original because Corey had the original back in the day. You want to talk about a brick. Um, this is, this is a, a smaller, or, you know, one of the first generation iPods and, uh, it's not the nano like Michael's penis or a shuffle, um, but uh, not your iPod, penis, Michael Scott. I'm sorry. This is I'm I'm, I'm confusing people. You don't people. know me. Don't you just see my penis. Yeah, I just outed that you have a tiny shan- uh, nano penis. Um, it's average. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, that would fit in your pocket. And the video iPod was about that same size. So it would fit, but it wouldn't be comfortable because they were pretty thick. <laughs> so Michael gets Ryan the video iPod which is significantly more than the other gifts that are given. So everyone's trying to steal the video iPod. And during the course of this, uh, Jim and Pam had been having quite the unrequited 
love story going on. Pam's still engaged to Roy, and Jim has a mega crush on her and wants to confess his feelings and feels like the best time to do it is at Christmas party uh, in a letter. So they got each other for, for Secret Santa, and uh, Jim was all ready to give his gift to Pam, and then they instituted Nasty Christmas. And Well, they now, instituted nasty christmas because if you remember michael's gift from phyllis was a homemade oven mitt (laughs) and he is so upset that and he even he even yells at one point that he's i got ryan an ipod and and like you went over the limit and he's so mad that because i even i think one of his quotes is even when you get somebody a gift it's like saying i love you this many dollars worth (laughs) Phyllis's gift says, I love you. Um, yeah, he's so he's livid that he, he calls it, and everybody, I don't know, everybody has a different name for it. There's White Elephant and Nasty Christmas and Yankee Swap and everything, but Michael wants to do that where you steal gifts from each other, and that's what ends up happening. And remind me, Michael, who gets the teapot? <laughs> Unfortunately, Dwight gets the teapot. And I wonder why he wanted it. Well, Jim Jim confronts him about it later to try to get it back to give it to Pam and also get his secret love letter out of it. And uh, it turns out Dwight wants to keep it and use it for a neti pot to drain his sinuses <laughs> in the shower. Which that that shot right there where he's because he's got like the elf ears and the hat on and he's like shoving it in his nose that always cracks me up. Uh, man. So eventually, Pam Pam does trade the iPod, uh, video iPod to Dwight for the teapot because Jim is pretty broken up about her not getting the teapot, and we find out an interesting piece of information about the teapot. It has a dildo inside it. Not a dildo. Bonus gifts. Oh, bonus gifts. That's right. Sorry. I, so I, I watch a lot of office-themed porn, and so that's what I was saying. Then, Sorry. The, penises on the brain. Yeah, penises on the brain. In the Brazzers version of the office Christmas party, it's full of dildos. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're picturing a teapot full of dildos. Like he pulls the top off and it's just dildos. <laughs> Surprise. They jump out like snakes. <laughs> it's like the, the, the can that you peel. <laughs> dildos fly out. <laughs> oh, you know what? I The whole thing about the porno version was made up, but now I kind of feel like <laughs> somebody needs to do it. Anyway, <clears throat> oh, so, that, was, that tickled me. Yeah, so uh, uh, <laughs> Pam, Pam, <laughs> Pam finds out that Roy's going to get her a video iPod or something resembling a video iPod later on. So she trades it for the teapot, and then we find out bonus gifts are inside where Jim then backs out of his confession, steals yeah, the letter. Cold feet. And uh, we we have to wait some more to find out will they ever get together, which doesn't happen until the end of the season. Spoiler alert, they don't. They don't. And then they do. And then Jim moves away and becomes you never Billy see him Jim. Again. 
yeah yeah you never see him again so terrible so, terrible show yeah um so what is your favorite part about the first christmas about episode of the this, office it's got to be like like we were talking just the fact that michael ruins everything because and like i mean like a spoiled child you know at christmas like if they don't get the gift they want and i don't think he even had anything in mind that he wanted he just wanted an expensive gift and uh, so the fact that he did not get this expensive gift he ruins the entire party and just makes everybody mad um you know it's just his his childlike actions just blow everything apart and that's again this is when you weren't supposed to like him and it just did its job beautifully and the resulting chaos well if you remember too everybody got pissed off about yankee swap so michael tries to make it up to everyone and he buys 12 candles of (laughs) vodka to take back to the office yes and uh they have a wild party after that and todd packer shows up um and they have actually published the photos from the christmas party that were on michael's camera mm-hmm. so you can check those out online uh, and some stuff happens then too like kelly kisses dwight Oof, it's a bad move yes yes so i have a interesting quote here from jenna fisher's myspace blog it's a little dated um but it says that they shot the party part of the episode over three days and they did not replace the bowl of eggnog. So it just sat out for 12 hours oh. a day, uh, and was terrible by the end. Uh, and they would just cover it up. Uh, oh. And then the food got stale. Yeah. And uh, apparently if you see a lot of people eating pretzels, it's because they just didn't change the food out in between mm. takes. So that is eggnog is, is disgusting. And for me anyway, I can't stand eggnog. So to think about eggnog that sat out for three days is just, yeah mm. yeah egg and, egg and whole milk doesn't do it do it for me and three days i mean that was the whole like that's because they usually you know they do an episode a week so three out of the five work days <laughs> they shot this up they shot just the party part of it so wow that's it's pretty uh it's substantial yeah and apparently they had snow as well uh it's all fake because mm-hmm. they shot yeah. the show in california not in pennsylvania um but the, apparently the one that they use for the falling snow is different from the ones that's sitting on the car. Um, the one that they use that's on the car and on the ground is cold to the touch, apparently. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, they actually, um, if you do not listen to the Office Ladies podcast, they actually go into pretty good detail about how they made the fake snow. Because, I mean, there's several episodes. Obviously, this thing takes place in Pennsylvania, um, which is prone to snowstorms. Um, and they, they talk a lot about the different companies and, and things, you know, like, so, so if you're very interested in how fake snow is made, check out the uh, Office Ladies podcast, because they, especially like these episodes that are very snow-centric. Yeah, they, that's a great they podcast. They usually go into that. It is it's a quality podcast, especially if you really enjoy The Office. So, we've covered your favorite. I think it's time to talk about the real best episode, Christmas episode in the history of The Office. We already did that. Behind a Christmas. No, we already did that. No, no, we didn't. So we did. This episode starts out in fantastic fashion with a Michael centric thing. And you'll be interested to know I was browsing the Reddit 
uh, recently and I learned something I didn't think about previously. So the episode starts out and Michael is dating Carol, his realtor, um, and he's already proposed marriage to her uh, after nine dates. Um, and uh, she said no, but they're still together. She comes into the office. Michael thinks she's just early for the Christmas party and calls her a, a what a blonde. Um, and they go into his office and have a conversation. Turns out that Michael sent her a Christmas card of his Not face. just her. Not just her. He sent this out to everybody that he sent a Christmas card to. <laughs> so it's his face plastered over her ex-husband's face uh, with their two children. So uh, this weirds Carol out and uh, they break up from there and then the episode just goes off the rails. But the cool thing that I learned recently is that well, I already knew this. So Carol in the office is Nancy Carell, Steve Carell's real life wife. Well, so the picture that he puts his face over is most likely a picture of him already. So <laughs> he's just pasted over his face with his face. It could um, be because I, I think they even talk about that on the office ladies. Uh, I think they talk about it and I, and I, I want to say, I can't remember because it's been a while since those two. I want to say that they actually did like a photo shoot and like in front of a green screen with somebody else. Uh, because they wanted it to very obviously not be. I, I, <laughs> I think that's right. But I can't, they talk about that, how they, some of the photos that show up in the show, how they made them. And sometimes it's Photoshop and sometimes it's like they actually take the photos. Um, and I, I want to say they did it like, skis and screenings i want to say they did it with like somebody taller or something or somebody that would that would very obviously not actually be michael but i can't i can't remember they'll have to again visit the office ladies podcast uh, maybe it's they'll good. sponsor us no you don't sponsor a podcast with another podcast so stupid unless you're conrad thompson then you do oh, he's trash anyway good luck um, with your photography but after Michael breaks up with Carol, or Carol breaks up with Michael, he's in his office listening to Mullins on the iTunes. However, he for some reason, he doesn't purchase the entire song. He's just listening to the preview snippet that you get. He doesn't need the whole thing. Yeah, just a taste. Just a taste. <laughs> so Dwight's helping him rid his office of all mementos of Carol. Uh, and they find out that Carol actually saved him money on his townhome or his condo purchase. Um, and then things are, you know, uh, Michael tries to cancel Christmas. He comes out and yells, Christmas is canceled. Uh, Stanley says, you can't cancel Christmas. Um, and then he said, fine, you can have Christmas, but nobody can have any guests. And nobody likes that. So that doesn't fly over well. Um, and so Michael continues to pout in his office. And Andy comes in and decides it's time to cheer him up take him out to lunch um, and so they decide to go to what they describe what michael describes as asian hooters which is benihana so ben, would, so would you like to describe for the audience have a benihana nearby what benihana is uh, i do not have a benihana nearby i've never been to one uh, i have kabuki which is pretty much the same thing uh, yes but yeah it's a hibachi I mean, grill with it's yeah uh the chef stands there and, and makes your food in front of you and then he does tricks and stuff like the flame volcano with the onions and the tossing the shrimp in your mouth 
Um, and so, which another interesting fact from Office Ladies, I'm going to ruin every Office Ladies episode if you haven't listened to it. But um, spoiler alert: they could not get space to space. They could not get the volcano to work the day they were shooting it. So the what you see in the episode is actually uh, artificial flame. It's it's added in post. <laughs> ah, they could nice. not get. They they spent like I don't remember how long with the the actual chef trying to get the the uh onion volcano to work and it was not working visually to you know to really sell it so they had to add it in post so uh, which is a camera nerd i find interesting but anyway it is it is i did not know that that's very interesting i heard the noise and i figured it was they were doing it but i guess they did a good job editing Mm -hmm. um so michael picks his band of brothers to go to uh, Benihana with him. He, he takes Andy, Jim, and Dwight. Um, so they get to the they get to the restaurant, and if you've never been to Hibachi, you all sit in a. Everybody sits in a table like around the chef, and uh, <laughs> Dwight is going to sit down next to everybody. And these two people on a date swoop in and take up two chairs, and then there's no other space. So Dwight has to sit far back from the rest of his group, and uh, a lot of funny stuff happens then. Um, everybody's always like why won't those people just move so you could sit with this group i'm like because it's a comedy <laughs> if they had moved then it wouldn't be nearly as funny <laughs> it would be like hey i could swap seats with you oh thanks i'd really appreciate it how is that funny then the scene not. <laughs> then so, you don't get any of the good shtick later like he's <laughs> just yelling at the, the waitress and everything like anyway yeah so jim tries to trick him into telling the, the waitress doesn't know how to butcher a goose properly um the cold open for this episode Dwight finds a goose on the side of the road dead and brings it into the office to cook for lunch. Uh, and Toby has to go HR on him and tell him he can't bring dead geese into the office. Again, um, he has to tell him again. <laughs> we had like a 30 minute conversation about this. So uh, Jim convinces him that the waitress doesn't know how to slaughter a goose. He's yelling out instructions across the table for how to do that. Um, and then he thinks she has narcolepsy. <laughs> um, and he has a spirited debate about Nikiri versus some other knife technology that uh, apparently knife nerds know about. But the, the highlight of, the epi- of that part of the episode is that Andy has been ordering a special drink for everyone during this time, which is what? What is the special drink Andy likes to order? The Nagasaki. Nagasaki. Why? Uh, what? What is it made out of? Uh, all, I, all I remember, because remember this episode is trash to me, but all I remember is there's eggnog involved, which is I've already spoken to. I do not do eggnog, so it's disgusting. But I think it's just eggnog and sake. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of places won't make it for you because eggnog is seasonal. So that <laughs> is pretty funny. And Michael gets drunk on the Nagasaki's, and. Uh, decides that the party or the table is family style and reaches over to these people on the date that sat between Dwight and gets steak off of his plate with his chopsticks. But first he says, on guard, and then they chopstick fight, and then he steals it. Um, but as everybody knows, chopsticks are Chinese forks, so. That is so offensive. And you're on, you're on record as saying that many times. So. I, I do not believe that in my personal life. I'm playing a character. <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough so uh it is decided that andy and 
Michael are going to take the waitresses back to the office for a date to go to the Christmas party so that they now have guests because they didn't Michael, before. Michael needs a rebound. He's, yeah. he's got to bounce back from his breakup. So something really weird happens at this point in the episode and the waitresses that are in the restaurant are not the ones they bring back to the office. I've heard many theories about this, but I have also heard because the producers did not think that the waitresses in the original part were attractive enough. I mean, were not attractive enough. Uh, they decided to change the actresses. Well, uh, again, going to office ladies, the reason they gave was the, the waitresses that they were hitting on at the restaurant were older, you know, more age appropriate for them. And obviously a little more put together upstairs that they're like, wow, I'm not going with these weirdos. <laughs> and I, I think the comedy, which more comes in later, the fact that they don't know <laughs> which is which, because as Michael says, all waitresses look alike. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, they, they maybe think that they're talking to the same waitresses, but these are obviously much younger, more impressionable, more uh, influential, uh, more able to be influenced rather, you know, because I believe they're in school as in college. So college age girls that will like, sure, I'll go to a party. And I don't think they really know what they're getting into. <laughs> the worst party ever. Uh, Michael <laughs> like an office party, not like a rager, you know, with a keg and things like that. Michael gives his bike that he found in his garage that he was going to give to children for charity to the waitress that he brings back. Um, then they're having a conversation in the same room. He decides <laughs> that he can't tell them apart. And so they kind of, he comes up with the idea to put a mark of Sharpie on the one's arm so he knows who it is. Uh, and like he said, he thinks all waitresses look alike, which is a long-running stereotype of the ethnicity of these waitresses. But so, so yes, Michael Michael's very offensive. That's part of his character. And uh, not, that, not that it's any excuse, but this was also... So a lot of this stuff from the office doesn't hold up well, but yeah, this was yeah. from, you know, 15 years ago. Um, so it, it's not, it's not, a, that doesn't make it okay, but there's a lot of things in rewatching the office. I'm like, how did they get away with saying that on network television? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway. Yeah. So uh, then he, he's sitting at the end. So then they go through the party, Andy and Michael duet on, uh, John Marriage, your body is a wonderland. And I have an interesting tidbit about that, if you'd like to hear it. Yes. So, once again, ruining Office Ladies for people. But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert if you want to listen to this episode on Office Ladies. Um, they reveal that uh, John Mayer is a friend of, I think they said BJ Novak, if not one of the writers, is, is friends with John Mayer. And so whoever, whether it was BJ Novak or not, reached out to John Mayer to say, hey, can we use this song in the show? And at first, John Mayer refused and said, no. He said, usually when people ask me to use that song, it's because they want to make fun of it. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I get that as an artist, you know, like something that, and obviously it was a big hit for him. So he might not, he might take offense to people kind of knocking on, and that's not what they were doing. Uh, but 
they they said no and i can't i think they changed it to another song but then a couple weeks later because they were still i guess prepping the episode of things during that stage when they reached out john mayer changed his mind on one condition (laughs) and that one condition was that they send him a dundee because he was a really big fan of the show and he wanted a dundee uh so he's like okay you can use it but i have to you have to give send me a dundee and they did and i think they personalized it to him but anyway uh he he really liked the show but didn't like the idea of his song being made fun of on the show so that's but he, he, that. he was, that's really he was cool. willing to sell out for a dundee so <laughs> artistic integrity dundee! or sell out you know <laughs> I mean, uh, I would have done the same though. I would, you know, yeah. Like absolutely, John, Mayer, John Mayer's a funny dude as well. He's, yeah, he's he's he's, he's, an, he's an odd guy, but he is rather funny. So anyway, so, I just yeah. I thought that was a very interesting tidbit. So they do karaoke. Uh, Michael thinks that he that <laughs> his waitress is the one. She says she has school and cannot go to Sandals Jamaica with them <laughs> because he had previously purchased tickets for Sandals Jamaica for him and Carol to go to. Um, so it's all inclusive. It is all inclusive, and he's having a conversation with Jim. Finds out he's had a rebound. Um, he still needs to get rid of his sandals Jamaica tickets. So what does he do? He calls up Jan Levinson Gould. But we don't find out about that in this episode. We find out after the winter break, and that leads to a long-running arc of Michael Scott hilarity yes. through the office. Therefore, making this the best episode for Christmas episodes in the office history. Mm, I don't think so. Just because there would not have been this Christmas episode had the first Christmas episode not have done such a good job at setting the bar and making a manual for how Christmas parties need to go in the office. And well, you know, since, are we... since it is 2020, in the words of Michael Scott, Christmas is canceled. <laughs> are we? Did we leave out in that... Uh, rundown of the the benihana christmas this is the one with two christmas parties right is it because angela is having a party and uh there's a lot of oppression from the party planning committee and pam and karen form the committee to plan parties because i think it is yeah you're right yeah, yeah yeah Which is a pretty big deal too, because then there's the the clashing of the two parties in that episode, um, and Angela steals the cable for the karaoke machine, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and then like like they have that great scene where they're making um, they make people choose which party, and Stanley stands up, and everybody's just watching and waiting to see which party Stanley's going to go to. Um, Welcome, Hannah. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> Which is something you always want to hear when you enter uh, a party. Why would I be disappointed? I said you won't be disappointed. <laughs> Welcome to my party. You will not be disappointed. Oh, thanks. That's uh, really something. Kevin has out. an all-time quote about that. Uh, he says, I hear Angela's party will have double fudge brownies, <laughs> but it will also have Angela. Double fudge. Angela. Double fudge. Angela. Yes, that is correct. I've forgotten about that. But yeah, that that I, I will give you. I mean, there's a lot that happens in this Benihana episode. It is an hour long episode, so it's yeah. Worth I was gonna say it's it's like two episodes in one. So there's a lot of things that do happen in that episode, and yeah, it it's still trash. It's still trash. 
Well, as long as you have to say that you like the episode that has a freaking video iPod in it. Hey, man. Your opinion is trash. What do you think? They should go back, like pull a George Lucas and go back and change it, like digitally alter it into something more current? Yes. And the the mouse would move like this and it would be like, it would actually (laughs) say iPhone over top of it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I can't believe I just unwrapped an iPhone 12 Max. (laughs) SRT. The. Dolby Digital. Or they could change it to an Xbox Series X. Yes. They could but that would it. have to have to be, you know, it would actually they probably require the box less. Out. No, you could you just put the Series X is so big, you just paste it on top, and anytime somebody moves the iPod, it's right there. It doesn't have to be good. There'd be nothing else left in frame, just the, the Series X. It would be, you know how, like, when I, I make the Photoshop of Corey jumping on the, uh, the the big screen TV yeah. says Ben told me to. That's that would be all the quality you really need to, to update it. I think, Is, and I can do it. So I'm I'm actually offering my services. Uh, NBC volunteer. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll Follow do it. You, I'm gonna need some peacock. Peacock, get yeah. on the line. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll fix it. I'll fix it right up. Make that a current episode. Matter of fact, I'll go through and I'll fix all the old tech. But I'm gonna charge a nominal fee. Through the entire series, I'll take. I'll make sure I'll update all the technology into Here's modern day technology. I learned this also on Office Ladies podcast. Only Pam, Jim, and I think Dwight's computer work. The others are just prop computers. Initially, initially they were yes, but uh, by the end, I think because I, I can't remember when, but they all do change over to uh, full working computers. And there's actually quite a few sprinkled throughout the uh, the Office Ladies episodes that they've covered so far, where they point out that you can see like Phyllis shopping for a fence for her home, and <laughs> like like legitimately because they were internet connected, so they would do things. Because the problem was in like that in the bullpen area, if there was a scene out there, they all had to sit there, even yeah. if they weren't really in the scene. Yeah. And those talking heads and things, so they would just have to sit at their desks for hours and hours, even though they didn't have any lines or anything to do, really. So they, you catch them, like, actually playing solitaire and actually looking for things on their computers. So, uh, but yeah, nice. I remember uh, Angela and Office Ladies reveals that at the beginning, I guess the budget being what it was, hers was, like, a very convincing fake like cardboard computer yeah. <laughs> like, it looked yeah. like it from f- afar but at the desk it was just like cardboard so well anyway, your episode is trash well never i win to i win the office debate well i think we can all agree that season eight and nine are garbage and should be taken out back and uh, i do have to of. i do have to throw in my honorable mention christmas episode which is the season nine Christmas episode. Again, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm agreeing with you that those last two seasons should not have happened. But there were small bright moments. And, and my honorable mention Christmas episode is Dwight Christmas, in which Dwight, everybody votes for the authentic Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas celebration. And Dwight um, dresses up as Belschnickel. <laughs> And decides whether it was your year impish or admirable. <laughs> I don't know why that just cracks me up. The whole, it, it, so it was a shining moment. However, 
something that I noticed has been cut out of the reruns or the, the, the streaming version now, I believe, is um, in that episode, and you might not remember, there's actually blackface in that episode. Oh. Yes. Uh, because when Dwight comes in as Belschnickel, and he's, they're like, you're making this up. This is not real. Oscar looks it up on his phone. And he's like, no, actually what he's saying is true. And he's reading off blah, blah, blah about this, that, and the other. And he goes, he's often accompanied by, and I forget the character's name, often accompanied by somebody else, uh, kind of like an elf type character and often portrayed uh. in blackface. And they all kind of look at Dwight and he's like, of course I'm not, come on. You know, I'm not going to do that. And then he turns around and he sends a text and Nate, who he's hired as his like building manager, who eventually becomes like a warehouse worker. Nate is walking through the parking lot dressed up as this additional <laughs> character in full blackface. Wow. But it is, that. it is cut out of, I remember seeing an article that Peacock said it's going to be cut out of their mm. streaming version. I think it might still be on the Netflix version, but we had it on Comedy Central or something the other day, and I, I was coming on, and I was like, oh, are they going to cut it out? And it cuts off after Dwight sends the text. It goes to the next scene. It does not show uh, that. So it was cut out of the broadcast version, but I, I don't know. It might still be on the Netflix version. I'll have to, uh, now I have to look, so that's homework yeah. for me. Because it's, and it's, I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, obviously they're making a joke about how offensive blackface is, but by <laughs> putting Doing someone it. in very offensive blackface so yeah not the best again a lot of this stuff and that i mean that was uh that episode aired in 2012 so still like that that was uh it should have pinged somebody and be like wow this we can't do this (laughs) This yeah that's crazy i had no idea Um, i'd forgotten yeah yeah so again a lot of that stuff doesn't age well uh it's no excuse i mean it was a different time it doesn't make it right but uh obviously that people were not as attuned to some of these things yeah um and that that one is is kind of a shocker when i because again the first time i saw it post the initial airing of the episode i had forgotten about it and it was very shocking that that made it all the way to air uh so anyway now that i've ruined the office for you but that, the the incredibly offensive scene aside, uh, the the Dwight Christmas episode is is very funny in a very different time for that show. It was it was one of the few episodes post Michael leaving where I actually was like, okay, I I enjoyed that episode. So, Bill Schnickel, do you have an an honorable mention of of the seven episodes? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think Moroccan Christmas is probably up there for me. That's uh, a pretty good one. That's where Michael pretends to be Jesus um, <laughs> by flipping no, his wait. Santa costume inside out. Oh, no, no. No, that's no, no. where yeah, Meredith that's, catches on fire. Yeah, that's where Meredith gets really drunk because Michael is making his, his signature drink a one of everything. Followed by an orange vodka juice. <laughs> orange vodka juice yeah that one because that's when angela has been ousted as head of the party planning committee because phyllis has has dirt on her about dwight yes and she's going with her own theme 
and uh, everybody's having a great time except Angela. Yeah, that, everybody's getting really drunk and having a great, and then it turns into an intervention because Meredith sits there. <laughs> That's right, and and Michael prints off the intervention instructions from the Mormon Church. Yeah. Um, so, which again, going against Toby's <laughs> advice of we can't do this, <laughs> he's like, well, oh yeah, well you're an enabler, so <laughs> enabler, just, enabler. He just forces everybody to take part in his intervention, and then basically drags her into a rehab, That's <laughs> right. and screaming. Yep. Classic. Oh God. Classic. Michael. Well, I think it's gonna be Christmas here before we get off the air. This has been a this has been a long one, but you know there are some listeners who are begging us for longer episodes. Too bad. I can think of at least one who who always says he wishes it were longer. Yeah, his name is Marcel Van Gogh. He lives in Paris. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're just always revealing people's locations come on man marcel is cool with it he gave me permission i asked okay well as long as it's consensual you do what you want but and also nobody knows where paris is anyway it's in belgium i don't think that's i mean sure whatever you should look it up look it up Uh, okay well don't forget to check out your bombas for your last minute (laughs) holiday needs In uh, in uh, other other words, um, also s- signing off for the classic office sketch. I'm David Pumpkins. Any questions? And he's gone. I didn't even get to wish him happy holidays, but whatevs, he's out. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us again. We have really enjoyed bringing you uh, seven episodes of Group Chat After Dark this year. Uh, we will be right back with season two in January. Uh, if you want any more information, you can find us on ridethedonkeyproductions.com or groupchatafterdark.com or toddsocks.com or uh, that's, you know, you can get to that one two ways. It's Todd S-U-C-K-S or Todd S-U-X. I own them both. Uh, but check out our websites and you can go get some uh, merch with our crap on it. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be really cheaply made, but it has our logo on it, so you should support us that way. And maybe eventually Bombas will hear Michael's wonderful ad reads and actually support the show. But we thank you for supporting the show, and we wish you happy holidays and good fortune in the wars to come. I'll see you next year on Group Chat After Dark.